On this episode of The Clappers, we're talking Beyonce's Homecoming, Lucy Caldwell's Multitudes, The Avengers, Endgame, and some holiday stuff too. Camping, yeah. Bali, yeah. you know. The cats. This is Andrew Young. And I'm Carl Quinn. Because The Clappers is what we do. Have you heard that yet? No. It makes me sick. What are you talking about? Three hello. Because Melbourne is what we do. Oh, right. Because Anzac Day is what we do. It's sickening. But can I just say, they probably three hello is not what we yeah, do. No, it hasn't been radio. called three hello for Radio Melbourne? ABC Melbourne. ABC Melbourne. Yeah. They must have paid somebody $100,000 to sit around with their mates and snort cocaine and come up with <laughs> because Melbourne is what we do. I'm incensed that they the have to have scoop on marketing and who branding. Need, who who thought that that three LO or if you insist ABC Melbourne needed a tagline, a tagline because the clappers is what we do. But the agency that came up with it, yeah, cocaine is, is what, what we, we do. do. <laughs> oh, of course, I'm not seriously saying that anybody takes cocaine. <laughs> I'm not seriously suggesting that anybody in advertising or marketing takes cocaine. <laughs> As if I'd say anything like that about drugs. I don't even know what they are. Here we are. Carl's back from Bali. He's going to tell you all about it. Let's go. It was hot. Was it? Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Was it sunny? <laughs> it was. It was like, I'd, I'd look on the weather app each yeah. day and we'd go, top, 29. Mm-hmm. Low, 27. Had you not <laughs> wished- Chance of rain, 90%. Well, yes. Had you not wished to go to Bali, could you have had any influence on the, the family holiday to Bali? Nah. Okay. No, no. My my wife and kids wanted to go. Mm-hmm. My kids particularly, my daughters wanted to have a resorty kind of Cause, holiday because we never do that. Yeah, We sure. never do that sort of thing. We go yeah. camping or yep. we go somewhere else, you yep. know. And uh, they, they had a ball. I had a ball. It was nice. It was really mm-hmm. nice. We mm-hmm. basically spent a lot of time in the pool playing Marco Polo. Okay. I find that a very boring game. Oh, what? Yeah, I, I always avoid it when I'm at the pool. And I went to the pool a few times while you were away because it was hot. Right. And fortunately, there were no kids playing Marco Polo. Which meant I wasn't annoyed. It was What's great. The point? What's the point of being in the pool if, well, you, if nobody's playing? Well, Marco I've actually really. made the suggestion that the point of being in the pool for some people mm. is to practice their swimming right. so they can actually be able to swim should the occasion arise where they need should to be Marco able Polo's to swim. Should be, be pulling away while you're stuck out in the waves. Yeah, learning to swim and being able to swim is a good reason to go to the pool, if yeah. you ask me, not just to throw yourself in and make the biggest splash possible. I'm always complimented on my diving when I go to the pool. Did you know I, that? I'm, com- I'm complimented on my diving when I play soccer. <laughs> so, Bali, yes. which you clearly, as a gentleman, would not have wanted to visit, you visited, yes. and I presume you enjoyed yourself. I did. Or yeah. You did? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The food's great, mm-hmm. but way more spicy than I, uh, okay. I, I either anticipated or remembered. Mm-hmm. I, I went there 21 years ago. Oh, all right. Okay. Um, and that's the only other time. Were you in jail for heroin trafficking? <coughs> no, no, no. Or did no. they shoot people in, in <laughs> Indonesia for that? There's so many things happening in the world with drug trafficking, it's hard to remember which country is which. This is a family show. Let's, let's keep it nice. Yeah. Uh, there was no drug trafficking involved in my past, thank you very much. I, I, made, I made sure not to take a boogie board bag just to be on the safe side. Um, it, it's, like, it's, it's, a, it's a really nice, friendly country. Mm-hmm. The swimming situation is a bit weird okay. in that the, the beaches are not real. They're not really patrolled, and they're not particularly safe. Like the surf beaches, they're quite okay. ribby. Yep. Um, I think if you're a strong swimmer, uh, there's probably it's probably fine. Yeah. Um, so if you just do bombs in the pool, you're not going to go and swim there because you'll get dragged out by a rip. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, and but there's lots of places where there are like beach clubs uh-huh. that are playing kind of like, uh, you know chill loungy techno mm-hmm. music yep. and serving yep. overpriced cocktails. And there's a swimming pool. Okay, and you you like you're within you know farting you can see of the beach, the beach yeah. but you're in a chlorinated yeah, pool. Yeah, sure, exactly. sure, sure. So it's kind of it's a bit odd that whole mm-hmm. that whole thing. Yeah, I found it uh, similar in Borneo. Uh, there was a lot of resorts and pools and things like that. The rivers. Well, crocodiles, so you don't swim right. in the rivers, uh, and uh, yeah, the, the the ocean was kind of polluted because there's a lot of traffic yeah. going past the islands with you know shipping. So yeah, yeah it was apparently a lot of the beaches in Bali get very polluted as well. But yeah. this is low. This was low season when we were there. Okay, and I've got to say, I went to Ubud, which I remember from 21 years ago as a kind of not undiscovered but fairly sleepy kind of little yeah, town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is just packed, packed, yeah, absolutely right. packed. Yeah. Lots of Tatty tourist shops and mm-hmm. lots of tatty tourists and lots of restaurants and cafes and bars and you know there's yep. you know it's local people doing local things as well but yep. it's like it is just jam packed it is really okay. intense but you know what there's a lot to be said for going to Bali I, I remember before I first went there 21 years mm-hmm. ago people uh, were saying oh it's not really Asia it's like okay. it's, it's Asia light oh. it's like the club med of Asia and, yep. it was okay. like, and then you get there and you go it's Asia. It is Asia. Asia, is not, Asia. Not, wherever you go in Asia, it it's Asia. Asia. Whatever yeah. you, you know, whatever yeah. you think, you know. Uh, I went camping to King Lake and to the Brisbane Ranges. I haven't been back to King Lake since before the fires. Yeah, right. I used to go bushwalking there all the time, yeah. and it's it's not that changed. There's a couple of new buildings there as you pass through it, and uh, King Lake was pretty much wiped out, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it seems like the shops that I recall, that like the pie shop and that, are still they look the same as was when. Uh, I was when you know, before yeah. the fires. I have to say, I was actually thinking about that while I was just asleep in the tent and everything. I was thinking something I never thought about before, and it's not really fire well, you season. Thought about now. your risk. Thought about the risk. It's yeah. it, it's high risk, which I mean, there's still some more levels you can go above yeah. high risk, and people were allowed to to have fires in the special designated area. Yeah. You know, it's the kind of camping I don't really like to do. I don't like to go to campsites where you're cheek by jowl with other campers right. and their whole setups and some people have quite elaborate setups and uh, I prefer to go somewhere where it's just, you know, myself and whoever I'm camping with and not a whole bunch of people. And this time was unfortunate because there was a whole bunch of 20-year-olds um, who were just screaming and whooping through the bush till two or three in the morning, you know. and Which I've got to say sounds like the sort of thing I would have loved to do when same, I was 20 years same, old. Same. And I, 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 I slept through it and I didn't didn't resent them for it at all. Uh, but a guy did get up and go and speak to them. Say, I've just come for a quiet weekend away with my wife, and you are ruining it. And they, uh, they said, one of them said to the other, uh, "Yeah, imagine if you'd come camping for a quiet <laughs> weekend. Or, like, why else would you go? Not for Confest Light, which is you know acoustic guitars and bad singing and and um, you know, jazz cigarettes and dreadlocks and." Piercings, and it was it was like a, a group of people who really should have been at boogie. I can't and believe not that at, you've left you know, out the nude mud wrestling. There was there was no mud, so no <laughs> nude mud. Oh yes, right, I mean, of course, really. yeah, yeah. And, that the whole and, point? and those infections that people would get from from <laughs> wading into the stream that people had just defecated in. Uh, anyway, so uh, that's I, I did a little bit of camping, which is good because I really enjoy it, and and I look for the next time I go, it's going to be just no one. It's going to be some down some sick track. And it'll be it'll be uh, no humans. It'll be great, except myself and the other humans. 
Andrew, are you a fan of Beyonce? No. Not at all? No, not even not. a little? No, no, no. And I don't mean that with any kind of hostility or um, any sense of any negativity towards Beyonce. It's just uh, I might have heard one song. People have exhorted <laughs> me to listen to Beyonce before. I've never really been bothered. I don't mind Solange. Right. Like a bit of Solange. Right. But Beyonce, Solange is Beyonce Knowles's sister. Well, who was also uh, an artist. Solange yep. crops up in Beyonce's film Homecoming, which mm-hmm. is on Netflix. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a concert. It's film. a film. Oh, a concert film. It's okay. a concert film. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's it's a, it's basically uh, footage compiled from mm. two shows she did at Coachella. Like the song remains the same last year. Uh, which I haven't seen Coachella. Yep. Happens over consecutive weekends. Oh, I've heard of Coachella. With the exact, is that exact, how you say exactly it? Coachella or Coachella? Coachella yeah. with the same lineup. Okay, in each weekend. So ah, they play one weekend and then they play again the next weekend. It's different people, different audience. No. Oh, different audience. Yeah. yeah, yeah so people audience. don't go to both. Well, yeah, I suppose you could. Yeah. What if, happens if in the middle? Really, if you really thought I've got too much money <laughs> and too much time, what am I going to do? I know. Yeah. yeah. So you could probably go to both weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- so this this film, which is. Uh, the first thing out of a three-project deal she signed with Netflix for sixty million bucks. Mm. It's the first. Uh, yeah, first she has piece too much money. Compiled from these these two concerts, and then there's some sort of footage as well, a bit like Madonna's Truth or Dare documentary from way back when, where there's kind of like this concert and then that. there's behind the scenes. I saw that. But this this also goes yeah. into the rehearsal process, okay. so it actually tracks the development of it. So it's four months of rehearsals for mm-hmm. the dancing, four months of rehearsals for the for the music, and uh, and she started on this. She was originally supposed to do Coachella the year before. And then became pregnant, got pregnant, mm-hmm. and had twins. Mm-hmm. And then she comes out of the having birth twins into the preparation for yep. this. And there's a there's a little segment that's all about her sort of like trying to like lose weight and get back into her sort of you know her stadium gorgeous kind of mm-hmm. physique. And uh, she basically gives up. Um, what does she give up? She gives up bread. She mm-hmm. gives up meat. She gives up. Sugar, she gives up alcohol, yeah. and it's kind of—it's like you know, she's just wasting away yeah. and working her butt off to do yeah, this stuff. Yeah. You kind of go, "There's something uh, like horribly wrong about that whole thing." I mean, she looks fabulous. She, yeah. looks, she looks amazing. She's yeah. a very, very fit and great performer, mm-hmm. and she's got this whole persona that's about being the liberated, strong woman. Okay, and, and yet there's this whole other yeah, thing I get going what you're on. Saying. And there's this little bit where she gets. She, there's a little bit of footage where she gets tries this costume on that mm. she was you know that she was wearing before yeah and and she's like oh my god i can get in my costume again and she gets on the phone gets on the phone to jay-z and he goes oh yeah that's great that's <laughs> kind of how i feel it's such a flat moment yeah it's how exciting i'm back in my costume all right big deal all right it's zipped <laughs> <laughs> All right, just had to share. Flat on his end, very yeah. excited on her end. The Madonna anyway, film, I felt, spent far, t- for me, and obviously not for others, far too much time on the dancers and on the lives of the dancers and the relationship between her right. and the dancers and shopping with the dancers and nothing on the musicians. And, of course, my interest in music is musical. Yeah. Not dancical as much as I love dance and, yeah. and, and movies with dancing and things like that. What's, what's your um, interest in, in test cricket? The cricket. Testicle? It's, it's, ooh, ooh, that's good. <laughs> Testicle. 
Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so I so take in, your point. in, in yeah. this film, is there any time spent on music and musicians and the making of music or or the performing or recording music, or is it basically her and clothes and her and dancers and? I, look, I'd say it's probably more focused on, probably more focused on the on the dancers, mm. but it sees the whole thing. She has hundred and forty five people on stage. Yep. Like and how many of I them want, are dancers? Uh, well, uh, probably forty-five of them are dancers. So hundred musicians on stage. Yeah, it's like it's it's massive. Now, I just frame it by saying homecoming, right? The the notion of the of the homecoming, it's it's about uh, the beginning of the academic year in America. Okay, this is a tradition that goes back to the early nineteen hundreds. Yeah, I don't know anything about this. Yeah, and <clears> the, <throat> the college football game is you know that's an important part of it. And there's a festival. There's music. There's you know there's party. There's obviously mm-hmm. drinking and dressing mm-hmm. up and all that kind of stuff as well. Eating bread. <laughs> eating sugar. <laughs> <laughs> all the things that Beyonce couldn't do for eight months, and uh, so there's there's a th- th- this is a themed show. Mm. It's not just her. Performing her songs is actually a, it's it's a you know I guess it's a show it's a it's a theatrical presentation in some mm-hmm. ways. Uh, the stage set is is effectively a, a pyramid, yeah, uh, of bleachers, and yep. the musicians are arranged on those bleachers. Yep. there's a lot of horn mm-hmm. uh, section, a mm-hmm. very big horn section. Mm-hmm. There's uh, a lot of drummers mm-hmm. uh, with a sort of um, parade. Drums, yeah. yeah, parade drums, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a very martial kind of yep. beat to it, sort of martial slash um, carnival. Because that's the kind of thing they kind of do thing. at the football games. Exactly, they have that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Playing, you know, the, um, the, everybody on stage is wearing these costumes that are sort of like college sweatshirts, okay, uh, or derived from that, yeah. including Beyonce for a large part of the show. She's wearing this sort of like. St- Sort of stylized sweat. I wish you could see what Carl does with his hands whenever he talks about Beyonce and clothes. I wish you could see this. Maybe you can imagine. And it's uh, there's a there's a she uses quotes throughout. She yeah. cites black writers. Um, C.L.R. James. Uh, Probably I'm not. To think who we got here? Dubois and, and Webb Dubois and and uh, James Baldwin, uh, Langston Maya Hughes, Angelou and uh, Leroy Jones. No, you're not helping. You know you're not helping. Tell me some names of Nina black Simone, authors that you might Malcolm know. Malcolm X. Okay, these, yeah. are, these are not necessarily novelists. Yeah. So, uh, Tony Morrison is another. Um, Two of those names are the same person that I mentioned. And uh, the, the the quotes that are primarily around identity and self-respect yes. and yep. black sort of realisation. Mm-hmm. And the whole there's this whole notion of the historically black colleges and universities, HBCU, as being a site of importance in liberation for, okay. for African-American yep. people. So the whole thing is actually framed around that idea of, the, of further education as mm. being a tool of uh, empowerment yep. and realisation. So, which is like, you scratch your head and go, really? That's that's your idea for a for a concert. Yeah, it's, it's kind it's of it doesn't immediately. Stay in school. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. It doesn't immediately kind of go. Yes, that's a that's a concert thing. But of course, it's not see. for you and it's not for me. It's presumably for young black Americans to. Yeah, be but she's got a white fan base as well, and yeah. uh, okay. And I suspect that a lot of people will watch this and not get that necessarily sort of. Front and center, mm-hmm. uh, as a, th- that it's a sort of a structuring premise. Yeah. They'll get there's some kind of college thing going on. They'll see the quotes mm-hmm. and they'll hear the various snippets of dialogue, sample dialogue, and her talking about these things, and it'll have some sort of resonance. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it is like it's very much a structuring principle to the whole thing, mm-hmm. which is odd. It's okay. odd, and it but it's kind of kind of great. I thought. What's really interesting with the music mm-hmm. is the way it gets 
cut and spliced and diced. So that yeah, okay. if you're if you're a fan of Beyonce's songs or any particular song, you'll hear them. Yeah, but you won't hear them in the form yeah. that. They're like on, on record. Film. Yeah, where you get to hear the whole song and then the next one and then the – I yeah. always found concert films boring when I was a kid. Uh, I, and even if it was a band I liked, it would just – had a the, the energy of a concert, of course, is in being there and seeing it on a television or on a screen. It's pretty hard to, to bring that energy into the room and seeing song after song after song after song becomes tedious. So it, it might be a really good way to maintain people's interest in a concert film. Well, it's, it, I mean, it seems to me that that approach to the music is very much in keeping with, with hip-hop as a, as a genre, which does yeah. – Cut sort of, up. Yeah, it's basically – it's mm-hmm. the slice and dice. It's approach. assembly. It is assembly. Yep. Um, like conceptual art is yeah, assembly. It is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that critically. I think that mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, when done well, it can yeah. be oh, fascinating. <laughs> and, and I think that some of the arrangements in this are great. Mm-hmm. Some I kind of went, oh, I want the melody, you know. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah but anyway, it's a really yeah. interesting piece Good. of work. I'd, I'd – uh, I'd urge you to check it out. Oh, no, no, no. I know you no, don't. Don't but, do that. But, you know, I feel don't like I that. need to urge well, you. Well, what you are doing, of course, is informing the listeners of this grandiose podcast <laughs> that here's something that they may enjoy if they like this or that. But me? No, no, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Wasted on you. <laughs> why, why tell me about this? <laughs> tell the truth to yourself first and to the children Okay, so I'm reading this book by an Irish author called Lucy Caldwell. It's published by Faber and Faber. It's got a lovely geometrical cover. So they don't just do typefaces. It almost reminds me of – is it Barbara Ehrenreich? Oh, Barbara Kruger. Barbara Kruger. Barbara Ehrenreich is an author who wrote oh, this yeah, great I can book see, about cancer. I can cancer. see where you're yeah. going with that, the Barbara typeface. Kruger. Yeah, anyway, yeah. these are stories uh, all about – people with no power, mainly young women, young girls and adolescents or children, and the difficulties that they encounter with uh, transgression, with peer groups, with power, with school, with family, with loss. And so there's one or two in an adult voice, but it's mainly in the, the voice of the youth, which I wasn't – I just picked this up because – you know why I picked it up? Why? I really like the cover. <laughs> I like the cover. I picked it up. I like the cover. I had a look inside. There's something on the inside that maybe almost put it down, which is a quote from Van Morrison, one of the most overrated artists in the history of music who I just can't stand, so we skip that. <laughs> and then I had a look up here. Keep going, keep going. First, yes. Now, the first paragraph, I thought, this is delightful. I'm not going to read it to you, but I thought, yes, I'm going to keep reading this book, and so I purchased it, and here it is oh, in on. my you've hands. You've got to read the first paragraph. You've just... Shall I? Well, you've just Shall sold I? it. Well, I won't, I'm not going to do it in an Irish accent. It, it Without... And it's really interesting, this book, because normally when you read books that are set in a country that has its own particular dialect or style of speech, that... That comes out in the yeah. the way the the dialect is written. You know, Roddy Doyle does this, yeah. and uh, Irvine Welsh does this, but not in this book. You you have to be really paying attention to find out that most of these stories are set okay. in so Ireland. So she's written in a neutral voice. Yeah, the big ship says on the alley alley-o, Your younger sister is singing the alley alley-o, the alley alley-o. The big ship sails on the alley alley-o on the last day of September. Alley alley-o. She belts out each time she gets to the chorus. Alley alley-o. Ali, ali, oh, you want to shout at it? Shut up. 
that got and me you were hooked. in. That got me in. It really got me in. You know, two sisters having a fight. Why not? Well, She's won some prizes, Lucy Corwell. Oh, look, She's okay, won I just want, I just Irish want prizes. Tribute. I just yes. want to pay tribute to yes. the efficiency of that paragraph. Yes. Because really, yeah. however many words are in there, she's only used about half mm-hmm. Of, mm-hmm. Uh, as uni- unique words because mm-hmm. she's repeated Ali Alio so often. Yes. I mean, if she does that throughout the book, that's, it's, that's a it's, model it's, it's of all that All it is is Ali Alio, <laughs> Ali Alio. I don't know how the song goes, so I can't give it any rhythm that you that you should have. But uh, it's it's a really moving book if you have any women in your life and you ever think about them, you ever wonder what it's like or where they came from or how how it is because it's it's impossible it all it's the in, time it's it's an impossible it's an impossible question to answer but this gives you some insight it would be a great book for me to read when i was 12 it would have been a little bit kind of helpful and a useful almanac mm. Mm. perhaps not quite not quite it's not all about girls or all about women but there there are a lot of the stories are uh, about young women growing up and the choices they have to make and the sometimes the struggles that they face it's about friendship and betrayal, which is always good. Betrayal always gets me in. And I am going to suggest that anybody who likes the sound of this book, go and put some money in the author's pocket. Multitudes by Lucy Corwell, Faber and Faber. Ali Alio. Andrew, choices. Betrayal, oh no! Friendship. Oh no! I know what you're going to say. I thought we'd gotten through <laughs> to the end of the podcast. We haven't, have we? Got to the end of the podcast. You're still going to talk about this. The Avengers. Oh, End game. Whatever it takes. Does that mean it's the end? Oh, some people might imagine that, but how foolish oh, would they be? Of course they would, <laughs> wouldn't they? It is the end. Oh, really? But it's not the end. No, because okay. you told me before some time ago about there being a thousand characters or something. I think I think the number is, I think it's in excess of 6,000 characters all up. We have mm. close to a thousand, I think, in this film. Good. There's a lot of They look pretty funny. Characters. I saw a picture either on a bus or somewhere, a picture, and they look so funny, those guys. They don't look real. They're so real. They They're real. They don't look real to me, those Superheroes guys. Superheroes exist, surely. It's a know. guy with a funny painted on beard. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, so this is mm. the second part of the conclusion to Thanks for listening to the Clappers. This phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. So this is the 22nd film in the series mm. and Have you seen all all of them? No, I haven't. I, I've missed a couple. I uh-huh. I was Do you uh, need to go back? Uh, well, you know, probably. Probably. The <laughs> for, hardcore, professional, for professional the reasons. Surely, surely you need to go back so that your your criticism mm, can indeed. be taken seriously. The hardcore fanboys and fangirls would say yes, I should go back and watch mm-hmm. them all. Um, this is the end of this cycle, which began in 2008 with Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say much about the plot God, because... Yeah. Uh, there isn't one. No, oh, no, there's so much plot. Is okay. There is so much plot in these yeah. movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, the trouble with it is it's really it's often very, very confusing. Mm. It involves multiple dimensions and time travel and oh. duplicate characters and all, you know, I mean, there's so like... How exciting. It is kind of exciting, but, it, but you, battles. At a, oh, there's a lot of battles. battles. At a certain level, you just mm. kind of go, "Yeah, I'm kind of following it, mm. and I know where we're going to get in the end, and that's okay." I'm okay. just going yeah. to sort of. It's like you know, it is the it is the amusement park ride. It's taking you on on a sort of a 
a full role. But you know where you're going to end up. You know where you're going to end up. Hopefully, you're going (laughs) pretty much, hopefully, alive. See, I make fun of this, and and I I will continue to do so, but I do like Hong Kong action films. Andy Lau, one of my favourite, favourite actors, uh, very perhaps limited in his choice of roles, or he's also a pop star, which I find amazing, came out and did some sold-out shows at the Opera House, Tony Leung, another yeah. pop star slash actor. Those films, you know exactly where, where you know about the, there's going to be the, the, uh, the really nice guy who, you know, one last... One last job, and you know yeah. he, he, he's going to get corrupt killed. Coppers, gonna have some corrupt cop. You're going to have some um, gangster who's not quite sure if he wants to live that life anymore. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be some slow motion, sentimental kissing and loving, Hor- horizontal um, gun shooting. Well, only with John Woo. That, John that, Woo. That's, yeah, yeah, that 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 has not. That has kind of died off in in favour of big, excessive set piece, car chase, explosions, right, right. thirty thousand guys with machine guns all shooting at each other at once in a crowded, you know, in in some some kind of Warehouse. Hong Kong, but no, no, often in, in some recognisable Hong Kong locale. Oh, right, right. So to take advantage of the fa- fact that, as far as I know, there isn't a lot of violent gun crime in <laughs> Hong Kong. It's amazing how many of these films with like thousands of people getting shot and blown up. I think Hong Kong's a pretty safe place. I don't, I don't think it's a place where this is likely to happen to you with buildings crashing around you so you know i get that that sometimes a formula like that can be really enjoyable even though you know a b c d end what's going to happen yeah look i'm not going to try and convince you that you should go and see this film because i know that would be a waste of time nor am i going to convince you to go and see some andy lau films i'd be more up for that than you would be up for going to see an avengers movie of course because they wear smooth clothes the point being uh, that on its own terms Mm. This I think is is pretty good. It's pretty good. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a good, satisfying end to yep. this cycle of films, and it is a it is an enormous cycle of films. Yeah, uh, you know, collectively they've taken something like eighteen billion dollars at the mm-hmm. box office. It's like it's such a machine. It yeah. really is quite astonishing. Industrially, it's astonishing. Narratively, it's pretty. Uh, you know, it's kind of it is what it is. Yeah, and this is a a good entry in okay. the in the field. Mm-hmm. It's three hours long. Is that Long for a film like that? Yeah, it's long oh, no, for, I mean, it's, it's long. long for a film. It's, it's long. It's long yeah. for any film other yeah. than Shoah, I yeah. would say. It's okay, like, yeah. it is It uh, is a long film. Yeah, yes. okay, so people but will be pleased for getting feel, their value. It doesn't feel like, oh my God, when will this ever end? Mm-hmm. It kind of feels, it feels like, yeah, okay, it's, it's long, but it's okay. It's okay. okay. Pretty much every character who's been in the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe to date crops Cine- up. Okay. In this. And That's why it's three hours to get everybody <laughs> it in, is, right? It is. And, and all played and by the same them, actors who played them? The, yeah, and yeah. some of them do not emerge from the end. Okay, some people die. Uh, it could be what I'm saying. And Superheroes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And it's and it's good and it's funny. It I, always thought, really, I always thought it Tony Stark really was really vulnerable good, funny to moments. Death. It has a beautiful little uh, nod to the Big Lebowski. In there. Okay. And that's it. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. All right. Good. But good. Good. I think, good. I think for, not my favourite Coen Brothers film. For people who've enjoyed these mm-hmm. films, yeah. this will be a really satisfying conclusion. I'm pleased to hear that. I like this one. And if you're, if you're interested in the Beyonce uh, film, uh, reading a bit more about that, I've written a piece about that, and I'll post that in the Facebook group too. If you don't care about that... Bad luck. It's still going to be there. It's going to be there. You're like, too bad. <laughs> but if you like jazz, you can listen to me every Saturday, hosting Jazz on Saturday on PBS FM. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of The Clappers. Go to the group. Go to the Facebook group. Like it. Enjoy it. Have a play around in our Facebook pool. How likes a pool? Marco. Polo. Oh, you got me.